Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Tamrasinger, and today I have the pleasure of having Eagle from Helsinki in Finland. Um, he's 22 years old and he has a schizoaffective um, diagnosis. Um, hello, Eagle. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, been a long day. Days are getting a little slower, a little darker. So, uh, you know, it must be. Uh, dark. I, I haven't been. I've never been to Finland actually. Yeah, but I know. Is it? Does it get dark quite early? Yeah, it does. Like now, I mean, it's it's like seven o'clock, and uh, mm. it's getting it's getting dark. But you know, eventually, it's gonna be pitch black at before you know four o'clock five o'clock mm. that kind of thing do you live in the city or do you live in a in a peaceful area or living in a city but uh it's not like the city uh there is like you know about 30 minutes out so uh there okay, is the fine. city but that that place gets a little bit pricey yeah okay fine so let, let's start so what I was going to ask you is if you give us some background to your condition, uh, when you first noticed the symptoms, um, what symptoms did you have? Did you go into hospital or, or were you diagnosed through your doctor? Um, if you just like give us a, a little bit of a background so we can understand um, how it started for you. Yeah. Um... I could guess that the first like indication that I would have noticed anything in the earliest memories I have is around maybe nine or 10 years old. This is elementary school uh, back in the United States. Um, and I was sitting in my uh, room uh, that like, you know, it's like kind of a loft area and uh there's a hallway that leads down to a bedroom uh, and I would be, you know, looking at a TV or something uh, and the hallway is to my left and I can see in the hallway, there's somebody standing in the hallway. Oh, and, man. and as I, as I see him there, I'm not directly looking at him. Someone's standing in the hallway, but he's, I'm not, I'm not straight up looking at him. I turn my head he's gone. Uh, but that's, that's consistent through the times I lived at that house. Uh, I moved around a lot, but, uh, that house was uh, specific to that. Hallways have always been kind of an issue for me uh, when I'm in them I for mean, a longer time. You know, uh, people would consider it an apparition or or something of that nature. Did you consider that or? or were, uh, were you, no, um, not not at that age. Um, I was more thinking like it was nothing, and that's that's kind of the crazy bit is that. Uh, up until maybe I was 17, 18, uh, maybe even like, or mostly 17, I think, I thought that I was completely, you know, level-headed, completely, I guess, like, mentally normal, uh, and that nothing that I was experiencing anyone else had also, like, not experienced. Um, so, you know, I didn't think much of it. These things didn't really bother me to a level where I would think, hey, maybe something's up. Uh, I, was, I can remember 
similar instances of that just happening that still, you know, kind of occurred to today, like, uh, you know, just those kinds of visual uh, things where if I'm kind of idle or in a still space, then things will start to kind of happen uh, into a way where like, but it's not, it's not scary, but it's not, it's not like, you know, what I I feel like other people would find to be comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Comfortable. Um, And then I had a couple of instances uh, when I was a bit older um, where I had the, it's the auditory stuff that really gets to me. Um, Because the visual stuff, the visual stuff is normal for me because it's happened for so long. Like I said, since I was, you know, a kid, uh that i'm just kind of used to it kind of numb to it it doesn't bother me so much that when i see it i can just be like okay hey like that it's not like it didn't happen because it did happen but it's not gonna hurt me i'm not gonna die or anything like that but then this auditory stuff the first instance of that i was around 15 14 and uh i can't remember what is said ever when those things do happen it's nothing nice um but uh the last thing i remember uh doing is you know i i get up at about four in the morning and i i go to my mother's room and i'm just like uh, i don't know what's going on and that was the first that was the first instance of uh like a hospitalization but there was a voluntary one it wasn't I've never been like involuntarily hospitalized. And also I've been uh, listening to your show a little bit and the common theme I've heard uh, with some of these uh, psychoses, because that's what it was for me when I was that young as I was just a, it was a psychosis. And then the common theme I've heard is that there's like some sort of drugs involved or hallucinogens involved or something like that. I haven't listened to all your episodes, but the first few that I've heard, that's been a common theme and that does occur with me too a bit later, but, uh, this one, the first one, it was just completely like, just something like snapped, you know? Uh, and I ended up going to hospital, but they didn't really take me seriously with the, uh, symptoms I was describing, you know, I tell them like, Hey, this stuff is bothering me. Uh, these hallucinations, these visual cues, these auditory things. And they're just like, uh, you have depression. Uh, uh, here's a bottle of, you know, Prozac. I think that's what they gave me was Prozac. You know, it's strange because when you tell it to me and to the listeners who are used to this now, you know, we, we think, yeah, you're, you've had hallucinations, but it's strange in normal everyday life. You know, it's kind of like an extreme condition and people, I guess, normal medical people, they kind of deny it, you know, and, and it's frustrating because I remember once I, I was having awful hallucinations, I wanted to go in hospital and they wouldn't let me go in. They, they didn't believe me, you know, so... Right. You know, I kind of can see where you're coming from. You know, it, it's not something that you can prove. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not, you can't, it's yeah. a hard thing to prove, you know, somebody's, it's like you have to like plug somebody's, 
you know, consciousness into your own so that they can yeah. experience you what you're going through. Yeah, you can't you can't really prove it. So it just comes down to the common um, human courtesy of trust and the medical physician listening to your symptoms and accepting them, which is right. what they would do if you had a bad back. You'd say, my back's in pain. It's over there, down the left side. You know, can you have a look? And they would believe you. you know? yeah. so, it's, so, yeah. So, so, yeah, carry on. So, what, um, so you were in the hospital for voluntary um, admission. Yeah. And they, and they, oh, so you, you're talking about they've given you depression medication, Prozac. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they gave me anxiety medication. They give me, um, I don't know what's the, the pharmaceutical term, but in the brand name was clonopin. I guess I've, uh, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. I think it's a clonazepam or something. Um, really kind of intense benzo. And they just give me a, like, you know, two-month supply of it in one bottle. And they say, hey, man, take that when you feel like you need it. Uh, I'm 14 at this point and uh, I'm like, okay, these things, I'm, they, they, they make me feel normal, like in a way that I'm not freaking out about the things that I'm stressed out. You know, I'm in high school, I'm in uh, doing extracurriculars, I'm trying to graduate, I'm not doing so well because I'm hallucinating all the time. And uh, so I ended up taking these, you know, uh, benzos for a really long time and that was not a good idea like i don't know what prescribing doctor allowed me to do that like they should not have given me all that uh because that stuff's not easy to come off of when uh you take it for a really long time yeah. so i kind of i kind of am a little bitter about that um but you know anyway uh as time passes i kind of get uh more used to it but then i moved to finland in 2016 um yeah. right after high school i had graduated from uh, school in denver and then i moved to finland in 2016 and i had uh you know the same issues because you know they give me antidepressants and benzos and i'm just like this is not how i should be treated uh and I move here, I end up going through their uh, healthcare system. And I do another voluntary hospitalization uh, just to see if I can get some better, better help. And they end up giving me a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Um, okay. And that was kind of the start of getting me to schizoaffective. Um, because again, they're not really taking me so seriously with the uh, uh, hallucinations. In Finland, I have yeah. noticed everything mental health wise. They, they're just trying to treat depression. Uh, that's a big issue here. <laughs> uh, with a lot of yeah, because it's like a cliche, isn't it? Yeah, you it know? is. Yeah. So, so you, yeah, carry on, yeah. You go in, you go in with, you know, any any sort of psychotic symptom any sort of uh you know non even a non-psychotic symptom if it's mental health related then you must have depression uh, yeah. 
and you must be you must be drinking a lot too because you know again like you like you're saying it's like a, a stereotype you know and it, it's it's a stereotype you know based in reality here because you know people have that issue but uh it's not it's not exactly what i'm dealing with i i have not been one to be like depressed very much um so you know they're not taking me seriously with the hallucinations but they get me on uh sodium valparate and that helps a lot with my mood um and i've been taking that you know for the last four years and it's been wonderful like i i i know that there's uh some camps that will you know describe like you know don't take medication and all that but you know there are some there are you know it's not it's not for everybody and all that i understand but you know for me this thing works a lot uh it's a trade-off isn't it yeah and and if you're it depends how seriously you take how seriously you trust the medication and if you're willing to work through the side effects, then it's a trade-off. And yeah, you know, I think most yeah, I think most people who are psychotic or or bipolar, they they will take their medication. I right. Think, um, and, and I think then maybe ten years later, you might join an anti-psychiatry movement and say, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's a difficult one, but yeah yeah a bit of a bit of a touchy subject but you know uh, it's you know for me it works and uh i i couldn't it's hard to recommend like medication for anyone because you can't tell what people are going through and you can't tell what works for people and i'm just not one who gets side effects really ever uh so it's always been all positive for me to get this uh but then uh, I had I did have a, another psychosis, uh, and this one was like uh, cannabis induced. Um, that was in 2017. That was a really, 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 really bad one. Um, like complete loss of reality and all that. Um, and that was another that was another uh, hospitalization, but it was only for one day because they figured hey, you, you smoke too much and then, uh, you know, you just lost it. So don't do that anymore. Go home. Uh, and that was a real big, like, turning point in my life uh, psychologically because, you know, I'd been smoking for a long time and uh, I just stopped like that day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's been, you know, really good for me to be sober and i've always thought that you know if i if i can't tell if i can uh you know still have these symptoms and be sober then i know i'm not faking it but like i've always thought that i've 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 oh there's always been that creeping thing in the back of your head like hey am i faking it is it the drugs is it right yeah yeah but you know yeah i I think i think i think the paranoia I used to have that paranoia when I was claiming sickness benefits. Right. Um, I thought, do I really deserve the benefits? You know, am I actually quite well? And am I, is this just, is this just, am I just kind of making a big deal out of this? You know, and, it, and it's just kind of like a self, a self stigma. I yeah, think you yeah stig- exactly. Yeah, you stigmatize yourself and you think, you know, and, it, and it's, yeah, 
It's um, yeah. it's not good, uh, especially uh, because like uh, then you, if you don't take yourself seriously, no one else will, and it's already yeah. difficult enough to get someone to take you seriously in most healthcare systems that I found. But when I I I was in I was in Finland for about a year and a half. Uh, uh, sorry, and uh, I moved back to the States uh, for about a year uh, just, you know, to work and stuff and get some money and whatever. And I uh, went back to a psychiatrist and I told them about my hallucinations and I really kind of emphasized it then. And they said, uh, that sounds like schizoaffective. It doesn't sound like you're bipolar. Yeah. Uh, so I finally, I finally got my diagnosis there uh, and that was... 20 either 2018 or 2019 um and that was that was like you know big like well finally you know i'm i I get it now like i i look because the and it was funny because when i was about 14 i asked my uh my psychiatrist uh, I was like, are you sure I'm depressed? Are you sure it's not a schizoid disorder? Like, I remember saying this in her office to her. And she says, no, 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 you're just anxious. And when I told that story to my psychiatrist in 2019, she said, well, of course you were anxious. You were hallucinating. Uh, okay. You know, it makes it makes sense. Uh, and it, it just really uh, gratifying, you know, to be taken seriously in such a way that uh you know i can get that kind of that kind of explanation to as what's going on yeah i I agree it's a huge battle to get the correct diagnosis or a diagnosis which matches closely to your experiences um because i mean i think i think i only got diagnosed with actual schizophrenia in 2010 and but my other diagnosis was was um psychotic episodes and you know it takes a while for them to take you seriously you've got to you've got to be quite determined um to make your voice heard and and i think for you obviously you had to go to the united states because in finland they have like you say they have an obsession with depression so yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you know yeah so so did so did they prescribe you new medication when yeah uh, a bit uh just an addition you know the uh what's that brand name uh for a bill abilify oh, abilify yeah yeah they just gave me that at quite a high dose uh for me i haven't i've taken it in the past but only at like you know two and a half milligrams or something but now it's like quite high so uh, okay. but again, like I've had, I've heard really bad side effects about those. Like I've read about really bad side effects there, like yeah. weight gain and all that stuff. And I just don't yeah. really get it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I feel good. You know, I'm really in a good place, uh, mentally right now. Uh, I feel like consistent, consistently, like I've had the hallucinations and the, you know, some sort of anxieties about this stuff, but it's been about the same since I was, you know, 10. Uh, so I, I'm quite used to it, but otherwise I'm feeling quite fine. So at the moment you're quite stable, but I mean, you did tell me 
that you do have a little bit of paranoia. I mean, is that true? You know, in your yeah, in your I mean, yeah. there there is definitely you know some sort of uh, things to think about for me, like whether or not if that person you know that just passed me is actually like following me but they keep following me from like you know walking around the block twice as fast as uh me going home and they're just like keeping an eye on me or if there's uh you know like i i have a real problem with staring i feel like everyone is staring uh i have that uh that kind of, but, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's good that you are feeling in a, you know, mostly in a good state, and yeah. that you kind of know yourself. You know what, can you know what you that you makes you find uneasy and what makes you uncomfortable. So that's kind of good um, because I think you therefore must have a good level of insight. I would say. Uh, I would do you agree so. with me? I, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long time, you know, to kind of experience this stuff. It's always it's just been. This is like the only time it's been fine. Uh, like twenty twenty has been a hard year for a lot of people, like a very hard year for a lot of people. But to me and my family, it's been like one of our one of our best years. You know, mental health wise, financially, you know, stability, home wise, all that stuff. Like we're good it's 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 just like it's kind of interesting because a lot of people who would think that like oh you have like a schizoid disorder you're not gonna make it like you have like this death sentence that's what i thought that like you know oh i got diagnosed schizoaffective now i'm gonna be on disability i'm gonna be (laughs) i'm gonna be like you know unuseful to myself and to my household and stuff but it's like it's not true like you can do it, like you know and get through and so, what, like. so what is what is your um what is your occupation what um do you study i mean what is it that you're going to do with your life that is going to be uh positive right now i'm just uh waiting for this language school to start back up again because you know with the whole uh corona thing going around it, that got put on hold it's just it, it was uh it was online classes mm-hmm. and then it stopped and then you know now it's like i have a meeting again to go back and then uh you know january's coming up january is when all people apply to school mm-hmm. uh so i'm just going to get i'm trying to get into uh this one school i applied to last year uh but missed by a margin uh for you know forestry i really like the woods i really like oh, really? Uh, yeah that like outdoorsy stuff i collect knives i uh you know do all that that's kind of cool you know i think i think that's going to be good like a like a well-chosen profession for this kind of condition because it's so therapeutic and just help yeah. Out, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole, the whole, like we, me and my uh, family were just out in the woods today uh, mm. n- out near Lake Bodom. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of that band children of Bodom or that tragedy, uh, the children of Bodom. Uh, 
but we were out there. It's a really pretty place, really, yeah. you know, kind of deep woodsy kind of deal. But, uh, you know, the whole dream is to have the house in Lapland and do the, do the tours and do the expedition guiding and all that stuff uh, in the winter. And, That's you know, awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let me see. Have, I'll ask you some questions. How did your family sounds very supportive? Um, so that you know, I think that's true, isn't it? Yeah, what about your friends? I mean, your friends, it must be difficult with you moving different countries from Helsinki to America and back. I mean, what how did your friends treat you? Because I'm just wondering, I ask these questions because sometimes people do receive some sort of stigma from people they know, and it can be quite painful. And, you know, so, you know, sometimes you have a, you have this condition and then also your loved ones, sometimes they can turn on you. And it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, you know what I've, I mean? I've only been asked like, Hey, you're not going to kill us in our sleep. Like once. Uh, yeah. So that, that was, once that was enough. Yeah. One, <laughs> once is enough. But you know, my friends, my friends from the States have always been like, they kind of knew. So, uh, they weren't like tripping about it or anything when, you know, that happened, but also my circles are really small and I, uh, moved around a lot, like you said. So there's not a whole bunch of people who, you know, know and need to know and like, uh, care that much like so but you know with my family you know it's all very tight uh they don't they don't mind at all that's cool okay i'm gonna we're almost at the end yeah. what i want to ask you one more question well kind of a question is if there's anything i haven't asked you but you would like to tell me about any point you'd like to raise anything and you know, now's your chance what what is it you'd like to say um no i don't think so i would i would i would say like you know it's not it's if if you're like like the the hardest thing for me was just like getting newly diagnosed um and you know i would just say for someone who is newly diagnosed uh if that's like a scary thing for you uh and that you're feeling kind of down about it uh it's not you've 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 had it you know you've it's not like you just got diagnosed and now you have it so you can you can you're still you're still you you know you're still okay like you know to be to be living and stuff so i just i just think that it you know some words of encouragement better stated than me could would be yeah, uh, helpful. yeah i think i know what you mean i think there's no reason to be afraid it's always better to seek help rather right. than to ignore the symptoms. And it's like what you said earlier. It's not like a sentence, not like a death sentence. No. You know, you, you yeah, you can still, even people who, you know, that the services around where if you're not working, you can, there's so much, so many things you can still do. And, you know, so it's just, the main thing is just to get help, isn't it, really? I would and, say uh, so. If you're if you're getting diagnosed, you're already there. You know, you're you're in the yeah, office. Exactly. So it'll it, it's all good. It'll be there. Okay, cool. I think we can wrap this up. Ego, I just want to ask you, what type of music do you like, uh, so I can add it on to the end. 
Uh, music, all right. Uh, well, I'm a total metalhead, but if if I would be remiss not to plug my friend's band, uh, he's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, the Hot Babe Lovers on Spotify, so okay, definitely, I'll that. Yeah, definitely check that out. It's, it's uh, you know, punk rock kind of stuff, real good. Okay, well, thank you very much um, for speaking with me today. Um, you're my first guest from Finland. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I think um, you've experienced a lot at a young age, but you've got a great attitude. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs>